I want to talk to you today about the favor of God. You know, if you read the Old Testament, favor came upon people, but it came and went. It, it didn't stay. But in the New Testament, when you and I get born again, the favor of God comes upon you and me, and it stays. It stays upon us. And so you need to know that every believer, every believer, receives God's favor upon their life. If you believe in Jesus today, you have the favor of God upon you. And so Psalms 5 verse 12, this is the Passion Translation. It won't be up there. I don't think it'll be up there. It's going to be up there because I didn't give it to him. I wanted you to hear this. Lord, how wonderfully you bless the righteous. Are you righteous today? Half of you. Are you righteous today? All right. The Lord, how wonderfully you bless the righteous. Your favor wraps around each one and covers them under your canopy of kindness and joy. The King James Version basically says that you surround us as a shield with the favor of God. And so if I would have put like a mathematical equation, I would put grace equals favor, which equals Jesus. All three of those terms can be inter inter interchangeable. They all mean the same. Favor and grace and Jesus. So, you know, when I was growing up in church, grace means the unmerited favor of God. It does mean that, but it means so much more. But just sticking on that phrase, the unmerited favor of God, that means things are given to us that you and I don't deserve but I won't even go a step further and say it's things that you can get that you cannot get on your own. You cannot get on your own. I know in America, I truly believe in working hard. I, I, I told my children, I said, if you want to be promoted, you, you just work hard and you're going to get promoted. It's easy to get promoted in America now because the majority of people don't work hard. So I said, if you do your job, you're already better than 80% of the people who show up. Just if you do your job. But I'm going to say this to all of the hard workers. You do not want to just rely upon your own self to get promotions, to get raises, for doors of opportunity to be open to you. If you're only relying upon yourself, then that's what you're going to get. But God wants you to know today. There are bigger doors that you never could dream possible even that God wants to open up for you today. And it's called his grace, his favor. Doors that you could never open on your own. Doors that you, when you go through them, you just think, wow, this is just so, I use the term, like unreal. This is just unreal. If you're in business, don't, I, I, like I said, I believe you ought to do all that you can, but if you're just relying upon your intellect, your education, then those are the, the doors that you, you are going to open. But I'm telling you, there's doors that you cannot open on your own. You cannot. And God wants you to know today that, that he has doors available for you. There's business doors that can, it can just blow your doors off. 
the favor of God opens those doors. And if you are a believer, that favor is upon your life. He can bring money to you that you never dreamed possible. Promotions that you thought that were out of your reach. Even a better job than what you're doing right now that you thought, man, I would have never thought I would be doing something like this because you have the favor of God. And this is, uh, I believe, what the Lord gave me. You know, those, uh, I don't know what year it was when they got automatic doors. You know, you step, it used to be, you know, they'd have a black mat in front of the door, and you step on the black mat. When you step on it, the door automatically opened. Do you know in Star Trek, I believe this is true. I just read this article. And um, yes, I do like Star Trek. But anyway, Star Trek, this is James T. Kirk. I mean, the original, black and white. I saw reruns. I didn't see the original, but anyway. <laughs> trying to get some help in here. But anyway, I read this article that James T. Kirk, you know, you know when, you, when they step in front of the door, the door would automatically open. They did not have that technology. And so on the set, the movie set, they'd have a, a, two guys pulling the door with, with rope or string or whatever to open the door. Well, James T. Kirk, I don't know if the guys fell asleep or whatever. James T. Kirk, he's walking up fast and boom, his nose. I mean, he face planted on that door. And he said, holy cow, you, know, you didn't see that because, you know, they didn't air that. But you know what? This is what I thought. That's man trying to do things on his own intellect, his own ability, and his own will. <laughs> and there's going to come doors that if you're trying to do that in your own strength and your own might, you're going to face plant on that door. Amen. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, if by faith you know you have the favor of God, it's just like you'll have a long black mat. As soon as you step on it, that door will open way before you even get there. And your testimony is going to be this. Because you know in America... Education, it can open some doors for you. Good looks can open some doors for you. Some of us are in trouble. But anyway, there's a lot of things you can do working hard to get doors open, and they will open for you. But there are huge, big, monster doors that you cannot do it because of your intellect, because of your hard work, because of your looks, or because of anything that's in or about you, it will be because of Jesus. That's good news. That's good news. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation. What is the power of God? The gospel of Christ. Make sure you see that. You see that? Everybody see that? The power of God is the gospel of Christ. So when people are saying, I just don't feel like I have enough power, you know, and they're crying out for power. No, you just need more gospel. I'm going to say it again. People, I mean, we used, I used to cry out, Lord, I just need more power in my life. No, you just need to understand more the gospel of your life because the gospel of, of Christ is the power that God has put inside of you. And you don't know the gospel, therefore you don't think you have the power. I'm going to say it again. If I could say it in Chinese or Japanese or t Taiwan or whatever, you know. Hindi. Can you say that in Hindi? You can I'm not going to ask you. <laughs> I just wanted to know if you could. But anyway, you need to know 
that you don't need more power. You need to understand the gospel that is already in you. Everybody say, I have the power. But you have to understand the gospel. He said it's the gospel of Christ the salvation to everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also to the Greek. So the gospel is the power of God. I want to tell you, you know, I've been preaching grace pretty strong in the last long time. But this is the thing. Some people say, okay, you know, I, I, I understand the grace, but you know, I, I, I don't know if we just need to hear this. And I'm going to prove today to you that the gospel of Christ is the same thing as the gospel of grace. Acts 20, 24. This is Paul. How many you know Paul had a pretty rough life? He did not have an easy life. I'm glad I'm a pastor. That dude traveled around, shipwrecked, thrown in prison for a couple of years. He had some... I think tough times would be an underestimate of what he went through. But he says in verse 24, None of these things move me, nor do I count my life dear to myself, so that I may finish my race with joy in the ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. Do you see that? The gospel of the grace of God. Romans 1.16 was penned by Paul. This was penned by Paul. And in Galatians chapter 1, verse 6 and 7, he also wrote, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. So what is he saying? He's saying it's the gospel of grace and somebody's called you to a different gospel. You see that? And so in verse 7 he says, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. So he uses those terms interchangeably. The gospel of Christ, the gospel of grace. They mean the same thing. Do you see that? So Romans 16 says, when you understand the gospel of the grace of God, you're going to release the power of God that's already inside of you. When you understand the gospel of grace, when you have a knowledge and a revelation of that, you're going to realize that there's power inside of you, and now that power can be released because you understand. Oh, that's good. I, I thought of this illustration. My younger son, he likes to, he's the one who did the, does the videos. He, he wants to go in space someday. And it's, you know, pretty neat. But, you know, to go into space, you have to not only have the the knowledge and the teaching and everything, but you've got to have the equipment. You're not going in outer space unless you have a spaceship. So I thought about this. I thought, this is like the, the body of Christ, the family of God. God says, I'm going to put you in a rocket ship. It's fully fueled. It has the power. It has the ability to take you anywhere in space. Okay, now you're inside the spacecraft. Is your imagination on this morning? You're inside the spacecraft. You have the ability, you have the power, everything's been supplied to you and for you. But there's one small technicality. You have no clue what to do. And if you push the wrong button at the wrong time, you're going to be in serious trouble. And so you think, man, I'm going to have to get manual after manual. It's going to take years of 
training and all of these, you know, this book. I remember when I was in the Air Force, just the, the manual system for our aircraft, it was called the Dash 1. It was huge. You had to know it. And so I'm thinking, here you are in this aircraft or in this space su- spaceship with your space suit on and you don't have a clue. But you have everything available to get you in space. That is the grace of God upon your life and my life. There's many Christians today sitting in the spacecraft of grace. And they don't realize the power that they have, the ability they have, or even what they have. But the good news is, inside your spaceship is the Holy Ghost. And John, it says the Holy Ghost, he's going to lead you and guide you into all truth. And he will even show you things to come. The Holy Ghost will do that. So he's inside the spacecraft. And so he can say, okay, you need to do this. I'm going to show you how to do this. And you have Jesus. You have God the Father. And also, you have the Word of God. The most powerful thing that can be physically touched by your hands is the Word of God. And I know a lot of us people... You know, they leave it sitting on the coffee table, and it looks very decorative. But it's not holy in the fact that it is the Bible. Do you realize the Bible only comes alive when it becomes in you? I'm going to say it again. The Bible only comes alive when it becomes inside of you. Then it becomes life. The power is released. So, one of the main reasons why you should be reading, I should be reading the Bible, is so you understand there, you need to have knowledge. If you're going to get your spacecraft called grace and favor off the ground, you have to have knowledge. Amen. You have all of the favor that you'll ever need. Not just a little bit. You have, just like I said, if I put favor equals grace equals Jesus. All of those three terms are interchangeable. The grace of God is the favor of God. The grace of God is Jesus. The favor of God is Jesus. When you get born again, you get Jesus, which means you get grace, which means you get favor. All of it. And I'll prove it with a word today. It's not my opinion. But before I get there, I'm going to read a scripture 2 Corinthians 9, 8. And God is able to make all grace. How much? All grace. Every favor and earthly blessing. I'm glad it said every favor. It says every favor. Every favor that you're going to need on this planet, God says, I have given it to you. Every single favor and earthly blessing. And then he he just... Oh, he just makes it like a nuclear bomb going off. He says, come to you in abundance so that you may always and under all circumstances and whatever the need be self-sufficient, possessing enough to require no aid or support and furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. The Passion Translation says, yes, God is more than ready to overwhelm you. 
God wants you to be overwhelmed by his grace and favor upon your life. He says, I'm ready to overwhelm you with every form of grace so that you will have more than enough of everything. Every moment and in every way, he will make you overflow with abundance in every good thing you do. I've been a pastor now for a little over 20 years. I've been in ministry probably 25 years or give or take. And I have done things in my own strength. I've done things in my own self. Mike did it. Determination did it. Persistence has done many things. And when I do that, it stinks. I don't like my, my job, so to speak, my calling. That is how you get burnout. Not just in pastoring. I don't care what you do. If you're just constantly doing everything in your own might and your own strength, there will come a time to when you will hit a brick wall. And this is the thing. This scripture right here says, I've given you grace to do work that I've called you to do. Now, you can either do work in your own strength, or you can rely and trust God to do the work through you by His grace. You understand? that There's a Grand Canyon in between those two uh, thought patterns. You can do the work, or you can rely and trust on the grace of God to do work through you. Last Sunday we had about, I think we had the most people for a potluck. It was a, a hundred, give or take. Somebody counted them up for me because we ran out of tables. The last potluck, we did that. I went out and bought two more tables. This potluck, we're still full, and I got to go out and buy two more tables. And so I don't know if it's going to be like Noah's Ark, two by two, or two, I don't know, but everything. <laughs> but um, it just came upon me that I'm going to serve everybody you know, coffee or whatever they want to drink. I'm going to, all hundred of them. So I started doing it. If you saw me running around like a chicken with its head cut off, that's what I was doing. And I got home, and it just, it was just a weird thought process that I had. I thought, why did I do that? What's going on? And I felt like the Lord spoke this to me. He says, I want the church to see, not you working, but that I have given you grace to do the work. I'm glad you said amen because listen to this next statement. You have the grace to do the work. You can do it in your own strength and you won't like it. You'll be like me at times in my past that, what'd you do today? Oh, man, it was just horrible. I did this and I did that. You know, Monday's usually my bookwork day. It's not particularly something I do jumping jacks and get excited about. <laughs> but I can look to Mike's strength to do that or I can look to God to help me to do that. Because if I'm called to do something, there's grace in every area. He said every grace all grace I have grace inside of me to do that you have grace to do what you're doing whatever it may be I don't care what job title or if you're a stay at home mom or whatever you do 
There is grace available for everything that you do. Now, you can get frustrated. The Bible says we can frustrate the grace of God. How would you frustrate the grace of God? You're doing it in your own strength and your own might. And the grace of God is just lying dormant. That's frustrating to the grace of God. The favor of God is upon you. So 2 Peter 3.18 says this, But grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Grow in the grace of knowledge. So if you're not careful, you can just say, well, I need more grace. No, it's saying that you have grace, and if you want that grace not to lie dormant, then you need to grow in the knowledge of it. And grace, we said it was synonymous with favor, which is Jesus. So you need to grow in knowledge of Jesus. If you grow in the knowledge of Jesus, the grace will not lie dormant in your life. Titus 2.11. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. The grace of God. Now, when you receive Jesus, that is the grace of God that comes in your life. Do you think that you just receive half of him or maybe an arm of Jesus? That would be part grace. But it says you receive the grace of God, which is all of Jesus, which is all of the favor of God, which is all of the grace of God. Second Peter, I skipped one, John 1, 16. For out of his fullness, abundance, we have all received, all had a share, and we were all supplied with one grace, with one grace. What is the one grace? It's Jesus. It says, with an abundance, we've all been supplied and received this one grace after another and spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing and even favor upon favor and gift heaped upon gift. Woo, man, that's a good scripture. In Kentucky, we know what heap is. You know what I'm saying? Man, that, that guy's in a heap of trouble. What does that mean? It's so big, it's, you're in real serious trouble. It's huge. How much ice cream you want? I want a heap on there. <laughs> Anything heaped is more than what you can imagine. It's heaped up. God's saying, I've heaped up favor upon your life. It is so huge that you'll never use it all. And even if, when you start using the favor and the grace of God, it's not like, okay, you used... You got 100%, and if you use, and it comes down to, you feel like it may come down to 90%, it, it doesn't. It always stays, listen to me now, it always stays at 100%. You know the story in the Old Testament when Elijah told the widow woman, little bitty widow woman, <laughs> the widow woman, told the widow woman, said, I want you to go, because she, her husband passed away, and they're going to take her sons as slaves because she couldn't pay her bills. So the Elijah, the prophet, says, I want you to go and borrow bottles, not a few, as many as you can, because she says, I only have, what have you got in your house? Let me back up. What do you have in your house? She says, I've just got a little bit of oil in my house, and that's it. He says, I want you to go and get as many bottles as you can, take that oil and start filling it up. This is the grace and the favor of God. She started filling it up. She filled it up. It stayed the same amount. She got another bottle. She took it stayed the amount. She goes, I like this. How many would like to have a business like this? No matter what you do, it still keeps growing. It is possible. 
She did that bottle after bottle after bottle after bottle. She filled up every bottle that, that her kids brought her. And she says, give me another bottle. We still got stuff in here. Give me another bottle. And he, the kid said, we've used every bottle in the city. <laughs> it kept staying the same amount. Listen to me. When you use and walk in the grace and the favor of God, it's just like that bottle. It never runs out, never even goes down. Why? Why? Because it's not just grace, it's not just favor, it is Jesus. Jesus is eternal. There is no limit to him. He doesn't run low. You can't have a brown out in heaven, you know, because everybody's using the power of God. You know, you don't, in heaven, they don't go, you know what that means? It's called a brown out. Means the lights don't go out, but boy, they're so you're making a draw on them. The power of God is the gospel of God, which is the grace of God, and there's no brownout when it comes to the grace of God. You can't you can't draw on it and make it go down. Why? It's Jesus. It's eternal. The, that is favor upon your life. That is the grace of God upon your life. Now let me read Second um, Peter. 2 Peter 1.3 says, And His divine power is given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him. Through the what? The knowledge of Him. So I could say His divine power has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. You could replace that whole phrase with grace or with Jesus or with favor because that's, that describes what favor and grace and Jesus are. His divine power is given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. That's the grace of God. And how is that going to be manifested in your life? Through the knowledge of Jesus, who called us by glory and virtue. Verse 4, by which have been given to us exceeding great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So he's saying, if you want the divine nature, we're doing everything in our own strength, in your own might, and there is a divine supernatural person on the inside of you. You are wall-to-wall Holy Ghost inside your spirit man. That's God. There is divine nature inside of you and me. And if we're ever going to tap into that, we're going to have to have the knowledge of Jesus and believe that it's truly in us. Everybody has it. If you're born again, I mean. You have the grace, the supernatural, the divine nature of God inside of you. So how are you getting this to be manifested? How am I going to get that? Well... You can take Psalms 512. It says that he surrounds you with favor as a shield. You can look that. I, I would put that on your phone. You know, I put things on my phone that, and then it alarms. You know, when you first start doing that, you get shocked. You go, oh, what is that? I must, do I have an appointment? You know, I'm going to, if it's not in my phone, I'm not going to come and see you. Even if you tell me. I tell all of my leaders, my staff, I said, if you don't see me put it in my phone, it doesn't exist. <laughs> so I put it in my phone. You can put it in your phone. I'm surrounded with favor. 
I have the favor of Almighty God upon my life today. And you dwell upon that and you think about it. You think about it, you think about it, and you think about it. And there is a high possibility that this is what's going to happen. All hell will probably break loose that day. <laughs> you know why? The devil doesn't want you to get this seed planted in you. Why? Because if you put a seed in you, it produces fruit. The fruit that will be producing in your life that the world will see will be how the favor of God is inside of you and me. So what do you do when you're claiming that you have the favor of God and your boss comes to you and says, if you don't straighten up, I'm going to fire you. He says, matter of fact, I'm going to think about it to the end of day and, and, and I still may fire you. And you think, I thought I had the favor of God. If that is the road you go down, listen to me now. Listen to me. If that is the road you go down, you're expecting and believing that the circumstance is what the reality is to you instead of believing the word of God and saying, that's what he said, but there's something stronger inside of me than what he has said. And what is inside of me is the favor of God. I'm going to believe that I have favor. You, if, because when something bad like that happens... You're going to think, well, I thought I had favor. You could say, I thought the word was true. No, it's either true or not. Jesus said this, let every man be a liar, but his word is true. So even if they fire you, you should walk out of that place with a smile on your face and saying, I have the favor of God. I'll probably be owning some company next week or something because, man, I got favor upon me. I have favor upon me. You have to do that if you want to walk in this, or you can choose to walk by your circumstance. You can choose that. God gives you the free choice, by the way. Nobody's going to make you believe what I'm preaching today. Nobody will make you. Nobody's going to, God's not going to send an, an angel down on your way out of here while you're in your car, twisting your arm and saying, it's true, it's true, it's true. I'm telling you, it's true. You have to believe that I have favor upon my life and it's not based upon what I see. It's not based upon my circumstance. It's not based upon my checking account. It's not based upon who likes me and who doesn't or who does. It's not based upon any of that. I have the favor of God because of Jesus. And you confess that and you put it on your refrigerator and you put it in, in your car, you put it on your iPad and you put it on your phone that reminds you and causes you to renew your mind that I have favor and I have favor and I know I have favor. And all of a sudden, it will be manifested in your life. I even step out on a limb. If you do this in six months, your life will change. Your life will change. I got this illustration. You know, there's doors that God wants to open for you that, like I said, that you can't open yourself. And when I say doors, you can think of this way as doors. If I say door, don't say it out loud, but what, what kind of door are you thinking about right now if I say doors? You could think of a, you could think of a doggy door. That's a door. Think of a little bit bigger and think of a, a regular door. Or you could think of a, you know, they have these super wide doors, you know. Or you could think of double doors. Or you could think of these hanger doors that are in these big warehouses. It takes, you know, you flip a switch and 
and it takes forever for them to open up because they're so big and huge. Let me do it one more time. <laughs> Got to do something to wake you up here. Listen to me. Now, that's the kind of door I'm thinking of. That, why? Because if you think of a doggy door, you're not going to get really expecting and excited about what's on the other side of the doggy door. It may be a chihuahua. I don't know. <laughs> you can think of a regular door, and you can think, oh, whatever, you know, you're thinking of inside your house. You have the favor to, that's inside of your house. Man, when you think of a hanger warehouse, you know, that is ooh, so huge. Now, what's on the other side of that hanger door? That's what God, your, listen to me, that is what God your father wants you to expect. That's the favor that he has already planned for you, and it's sitting inside waiting for you. It's been given to you. But it will stay there until you believe that you have that. You say, are you telling me? I think I should have to. What do I need to do? You're going down the wrong door or pathway. If you're thinking, what do I have to do? What do I have to do to receive that? What do I have to do to get the door open? What do I have to do? What do I have to do? What do I have to do? That's what's been the, the mentality of the religious church. I just proved to you by the word of God that he's given you every earthly favor. I've just proved to you that he's given you everything, every blessing. I've just proved to you, this is not my opinion, this is God's word. Do you, you believe God's word? Because I've just proved to you by reading to you these scriptures, one after another, that says that he's given, has given, past tense, not going to, because the church has been chasing them and been trying to get them and use their faith. I have to get them when God says, what are you doing? They're inside the door. They're right inside. So what do you do? What opens the door? You believing. It's already been given to you and to me. And what will open the door? Your faith in believing. You confess the word of God that I have the favor of God. I believe there's going to be doors open to me that no man can shut. Balaam tried to curse the children of Israel. And he was a prophet. And he got up to curse them because he got wagon loads from an evil king that says, I'll pay you if you curse them. And he got up and he was going to do it because he wanted the money. And he got up to curse him, and blessings started coming out of his mouth. And the king got so mad at him, he says, what are you doing? I told you to curse him, you just bless him. And this is what the prophet in the Old Testament said. He said, what God has blessed, no man can curse. That is old covenant. Now we come into the new covenant. We got Christ in us, the hope of glory. How much more can we confess what God has blessed with every earthly blessing and every favor known to man being given to me? What God has blessed and given to me? Who can take it away from me? But you got to believe that. You got to confess it. You got to renew your mind to it because you and I have been taught that you just got anything we get in this life. We have to work hard for it. Don't get in a ditch on me. I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm not saying, okay, let's just all quit our jobs tomorrow. I ain't feeding you. Just so we are on the same page. You get spiritual flaky on me, I throw flakes back at you with the truth. This is what I'm saying, though. You have to believe. That there's doors that I can't open that you can't open. I can't open it on my own. 
But all I have to do is believe that God has given me the grace to walk through that door. And this is the great thing about it. It's just like those automatic doors. You don't open it. You know, you just start walking toward it. Why are you walking toward it? You know, if you're, isn't it great? I mean, you, we don't even think about it now because it's automatic. You start walking up to Safeway, you know, those doors, and they just automatically open. You don't have to go. You don't see people doing that. Maybe if they're, you know, from some foreign country and they've never seen that before, you know. No, you just walk. I mean, you don't even slow your pace down. You walk through. It's automatic. We call it automatic doors. The grace, the favor is automatic. But you have, by faith, you're walking toward it saying, I have the favor of God. I have the favor of God. And when you're walking, it starts opening. You don't have to go, I don't know about this. And you stop. You doubt. But we're talking about Mike Davis. I don't know. I, you know, I, I just don't know. I don't really know if I measure up and all of that. That's why I've been preaching grace for months. To get your thinking that it's not your ability. It's not your intellect that God gives you the grace of God. It's not your holiness that gives you the grace of God. How did you get born again? Did you have to get good enough before you got born again? You receive the favor, the grace. You receive Jesus by faith. It had nothing to do, listen to me, it had nothing to do with you. Did it? Did did salvation have anything to do with you? Absolutely not. Neither does the grace and the favor of God have anything to do with you. If you get a hold of this, it'll change your life. I'm telling you, it will. But you can't just hear this message and think that, well, okay, I heard it. No, you have to renew your mind to it. You need to put scriptures about favor on your refrigerator. You need to confess them. You need to think about it throughout the day. Man, I tell you what, and let me just tell you this. There was a time in my life when I did it by works. I thought, man, I just got to think about this, and I got to think. Michael, just make yourself think. Of it. And I get all, I go through the whole day and lay my bed, my head down on the pillow that night, and, and I go, I didn't think of one scripture all day today. And then I feel like mud. Man, I failed. So the next day I get up and I go, I got to think of the scripture. I just got to mix myself. I'm going to think of it. And I do it time or two man it was just terrible so finally my lightning fast mind thing Lord I need help because Mike's not very good about trying to think about scriptures throughout the day just help me out I need help so I put things on my phone and I believe that God brings things to my mind now without even being put on my phone I still put it on my phone but there's times that and I'm it's getting easier and easier and easier for me to meditate about the Word of God. Joshua 1.8 says, if you want success, you need to meditate upon His Word. Why is that? Because there's life in the Word, and when you get it in you, it will change you. And listen to me, it doesn't just change you. It draws things to you. 
I'm going to say it again. When you get the word inside of you, that's how favor works. How I many know when, you, when somebody does you a favor, you come across somebody, and they go, I'm going to do, you know, and you're not even in the picture. You're not even a meeting. And he says, you know, I, I think we ought to, I'm going to go do this for him. God can bring people across your path that may me not even like you. I heard a testimony of uh, Andrew Womack. He said that um, he was believing God. This is when nobody knew Andrew. He says he had a bill to pay. Actually, I think it was the bill for his first child. He had to pay the bill for his, the, the birth of his first child. And uh, he did not have the money. He didn't know what he was going to do. And he was believing God. He says, I just thank you, God, for the money. A guy came at 1 o'clock in the morning, knocked on his door at 1 o'clock in the morning. If you ever want to give me money, don't do it at 1 o'clock. But if it's a million-dollar check, wake me up. <laughs> Man. I'm just talking. But anyway, he called him or knocked on his door at 1 o'clock in the morning. He said, this guy, he was so shocked because this guy didn't like him. He drove over 100 miles to come, over 100 miles to come and bring him the check. Are you getting this? God had a guy come who didn't like him, drive over 100 miles, and it took him so long because he got busy in the morning and the Lord put it so strong upon his heart that he thought, I have to do this now. I just have to. And that is called favor. Amen. Andrew couldn't call that guy up and go, hey, the Lord spoke to me. and says, you're supposed to give me $100. <laughs> Hello? Hello? This is my point. When we believe that we have favor, Things will come to you in supernatural ways that you can never make happen. You can't make stuff like that happen. Money can come to you. Good deals can come to you. Good jobs can come to you. Promotions can come to you. And doors in ways you never dream of. But you need to believe you have the favor and the grace of God upon your life for that to happen. As far as God is concerned, it's a done deal. The problem with the church is the garage doors closed and we think, I wish I could do something to get that door to open. You don't have to do something. It's called faith. And when you begin to act upon it and walk toward it, the door opens and there is abundance of every earthly blessing that you cannot even imagine that's waiting for you and me. It's done. I just proved to you every earthly blessing. Every earthly blessing, everything. But he says you have to have knowledge of this. And so I'm giving you knowledge today. Nobody can leave his church and says, well, I just don't know. You do know. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. So no, you know what that means? No more whining. I'm not giving you any cheese with that whining, man. I'm telling you, no more whining. No more crying. This is the tough side of pastoring. Stop it. <laughs> you need to stop it. Why? That's not going to get you to be able to say, oh, that door is just, oh, I wish, I do I wish, and crying, and you know what? Why doesn't God do this? Why doesn't God do this? He's already given it to you. I said, I feel like the, the Lord gave me a word this morning in the first service. He said, if we knew what was on the other side of that warehouse monster door, if you knew what was on the other side of it, you would run towards that door. You would run toward it. 
and know that it's already yours. The favor of God has given you and me every earthly blessing, every earthly favor. There's things that are bigger than you and me that we can't get on our own. Young people, old people, all people, how big can you dream? And listen, don't let anybody tell you, ah, you're just a dreamer. Yes, I am. That's why I'm believing for a 102,000 square foot building. That's why I'm believing for $50 million. <laughs> I just felt the air oxygen got sucked out of the room. That's okay. I'm believing no matter if everybody's against me, though none come with me, I still will follow. I don't even like that song. But anyway, you know what I'm saying? I believe, I believe, I believe. And I believe I have the favor of God upon me. Somebody and some foreign city, I can get an Arab who doesn't even believe in Jesus and find me on the web and say, I think I'm going to give some millions of dollars to the Rocky Mountain Family Church. That's called favor. I can't make that happen. There's things that God wants to use you that you can't make happen. How can it come to pass? Believe that you have the favor of God. So you write down Psalms 512. You confess Psalm 512. You renew it. You think about it. You put it in your phone. You put it everywhere. I have the favor of God. When all hell breaks loose, that's when you smile and go, Woo, I've got the favor of God. It's not based upon you. You can get, I'm telling you. Listen, we'll get into it probably next week. Joseph. He went from a slave, a prisoner. You know, use, this is what Americans think. This is what most people, okay, we go to step one, two. If you're getting to 25, okay, three, I'm getting promoted. Four, oh, I'm going up higher. Five, you know, and you'd go the promotion, the progression. This is the way God says, I have the favor upon your life, Joseph. He had favor when he was in prison. You know, favor and prison should never be in the same sentence. And he sits there and he does this. The, the warden gave him the keys to the prison. <clears throat> you didn't hear it. Let me try this side. The warden says, here's the keys, and he took care of the prison. He's a prisoner. You don't give keys to the prisoner and say, here, make sure you take care of the prison. He said, you know, he doesn't have a police uniform on. He has, you know, you know what I'm saying? How did that happen? It's called the favor of God. Now listen to me. I'm going to say this real quick. He sit there and he goes, okay, you're a prisoner one day. The next day, the, the kingdom on the planet was Egypt. The strongest kingdom, it was the, it was the America of its day, Egypt. Joseph went to, from a prisoner. In 24 hours, he was the second highest man on the planet. You can't make that happen. What makes that happen? The favor of God. That is the kind of favor. Listen. That is the kind of favor you have in your life right now. The kind of favor that can take a prisoner and make him the ruler of the nations. That is what you have. Let's stand. Woo. Preach myself happy. It's always good if the pastor's happy. If I walk with a sad face, we'll try it again. <laughs> Listen to me. Let's do this, church. We have the knowledge now. It's not something difficult. It's not something hard. All you have to do 
is renew your mind to it and believe that you have it. Don't have to work for it. And listen, if you, if you start tomorrow and you think, oh man, I didn't think about that all day. That's all right. Just say, God, tomorrow, your mercies are new every morning. So the next morning you got mercy. You will have mercy to do this, to renew your mind, to think about the word, that you have favor. You're struggling with some physical sickness or whatever, do that with the word concerning healing. If you're struggling with finances, my God meets all of my need according to his riches and glory. If you're struggling with patience and, and, and uh, the fruit of the spirit, if you're, if you're just been, you're, you're just grumpy 24-7, I'm sure it's nobody in here, maybe somebody sitting to your left or your right, but it's not you. But if you can take Galatians 5.22 and say, I've got the fruit of the spirit, which is Love, joy, peace, I'm gentleness and kindness. That's who I am. See, this works in every area of your life. So if you're struggling, you take the word, make it become a reality to you, and that reality, when it gets on the inside of you, becomes life. And it will change your life.